probably sort of lead into lead into things today. I just wanted to talk about thinking before you speak. We'll go to um Second Timothy chapter three, if we could please. Um, while we're while we're turning there, I just wanted to read a, a little story out, if I could. I don't know where I got it from or anything. I think I was it was in a, it was in a book I was reading, and and I just thought it was pretty pretty pertinent to to this. And it just says an old proverb relates to the story of a person who repeated gossip, some rumor about a neighbor. Soon the whole community had heard the rumour. Later, the person who spread the gossip learned that the rumour was untrue. The person was very sorry and went to an elder in the community who had a reputation for great wisdom to seek advice. The elder told the person, go to your home and take a feather pillow outside. Rip it open and scatter the feathers, then return to me tomorrow. The person did as the elder had instructed and the next day the person visited the elder the elder said, go and collect your feathers you scattered yesterday and bring them back to me. The person went home and searched for the feathers, but the wind had carried them all the way. And the person returned to the elder and said, I could not, I could find none of the feathers I scattered yesterday. You see, said the elder, it's easy to scatter the feathers, but it's impossible to get them back. So it is with gossip. It doesn't take much to spread hurtful words, but once you do, you can never completely undo the damage. Right. Pretty, pretty powerful words there. And I'm sure at, at some point in all of our lives, we're probably guilty of, of something like this where maybe we've, we've spoken, um, whether we've, whether we've spoken a part truth, a half truth or, or, an, or a no truth at all. And, and, uh, the words that we speak have such an incredible influence and an ability to do good, but also likewise, it has this, its ability to do irreparable harm and, and irreparable damage, and it's something that you know. And I'm, I'm I'm guilty of it before as well, where where you say something and instantly you regret it. But the moment it's like um, it's like rubbing rubbing Aladdin's lamp and the genie comes out. You know, once 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 you've done it and the genie's out, you can't put it back in the bottle. And I was at my high school reunion last night, um, my 20 year high school reunion, and I didn't think I was that old until I got the invitation. But I went there and I. Sp- it was about 130, not in attendance, but of us that graduated um, in, in, in my year, in 2002. And basically, I spoke to a girl that I, I don't reckon I ever spoke to her at all through high school, and you know, we were together for, for five years, and she spoke to me about um, the apprehension she had in coming to this night because she was worried about people that had been there. You know, we're talking 20, year, 20 years earlier she'd left school, that had made her feel a certain way. And, and those words were still carrying an impact, you know, 20, 20 years later. And we're just going to read just this, this passage of scripture in, um, second Timothy three, where, where Paul's writing to Timothy, a young, a young leader at the time and, and, um, talking about the, the, the perilous times that would come. And we just read in verse one, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affliction, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those things that are good, tradey, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And and as you read those words, and, and Paul writing in this situation 
to, to Timothy about things to look out for in these, in these, what would be the, the last days or in the end times, if you like. And this isn't, you know, nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom, but this is what to look out for in our local community. This is what to look out for in, in the schoolyard, in the workplace, you know, in, in our, in our fellowship, the, these things. And we, and we read some of the words, some of the words here. And, and it's about things that come out of the mouth. You look at, People that would be boasting or proud, blasphemers, you know, disobed- disobedience. Talks about truce breakers, false accusers, you know, incontinent or those, you know, with an inability to contain themselves or control themselves. And, you know, and Paul writes to Timothy there for you and I to, to watch out for this sort of stuff, both in the life we live, the homes where we, we're a part of with families, in, in the fellowship that, that, that we are a part of. And we think about rumors and, and gossip and, and things like that. And to sort of break down what a rumor is, it's an unverified piece of information. It's often involves speculation. You know, at the time it's unknown if it's true. It can change slightly as it's retold. I mean, who here did Chinese whispers at school where something starts off one end and by the time it gets to the last person, it's got no, no resemblance to what, to what started. And, and the information's not normally not normally harmful to another person, but then we look at gossip, and it's juicy, it's scandalous, it, it's very hurtful. It's very hurtful to an individual. You know, nobody knows if it's true, and it's usually involved things that you would prefer wasn't spoken about publicly, and it would humiliate the person that it's about, and, and it's pretty pretty rough. I mean, anyone. You know, it's funny, like I'd sort of prepared. The thought today before going to, to my reunion last night and, and it's sort of, you know, we were talking and you know, spending time talking about not just the last 20 years of what everyone's up to in life, but you know, what your time was like at high school. And it was amazing the amount of people there last night that were, were still carrying some wounds from, from what their time, what, what they felt their time was like at school. And, and it had really impacted on, on, on them and who they were today. And, and so why do, why do people do it? Why do people say things and, and why do people do things that can put someone down or, or make someone feel a certain way and, and, you know, to feel better about themselves, to feel, to feel accepted, like they, they need to fit in, to be part of the crowd, to get attention or, or to gain power over, over individuals. People do it just because they're bored. And also, and also, unfortunately, you know, out of, out of revenge. You know, so what we see is, is behavior, is behavior that's not, that's not great. It's, I mean, in, in, from an assembly, it's not an edifying thing where to, you know, and anyone that's renovated houses or even built a house, you know that it's easier to tear a wall down than it is to, to build something up. You can tear something down in about 30 seconds with, with the right equipment and whatnot. But then to build something up, it takes time and it takes a lot of things going right. You know, if you're building a house, you need to wait for the conditions to be perfect, to lay the slab, you know, to put the frames up and, and, and whatnot. And, but to, but to tear something down, all you need's, all you need's a hammer and a wall and you can get stuck into it. And before you know it, you'll start to see some holes and some chips. And it doesn't take much skill or anything like that at all. But, um, we might turn to Proverbs 13 and I'm going to read some of these out of the Amplified Bible. Just thought we've got some, some kids in the meeting and if they're anything like myself, they need words to be a bit more simpler so that they can understand it. So 
So Proverbs um, 11, we're just going to read and look at what the wisdom of God tells us, you know, when we use our mouth. If we understand that, you know, for you and I, our mouth just doesn't come with with idle words that come out, but but you and I have the gift of eternal life on, on the tip of our lips. So when we speak, we speak with a power, we speak with an authority to do so much good in the world. And, and, and what does, what does the Lord say about, about, about speaking and about how, you know, and perhaps looking at what is, what is the right way and what is the wrong way. So Proverbs 11 and verse 13, we read, He who goes about as a gossip reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy and faithful keeps the matter hidden. We'll go to Proverbs 15 and verse 4. Just a couple of pages over. A soothing tongue, speaking words that build up and encourages a tree of life. But a perversive tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. Go to Proverbs 16 and verse 28. A perverse man spreads strife, and one who gossips separates intimate friends. Proverbs 17 and verse 9. You know, this is this is this is God's wisdom that we're reading right here. He who covers and forgives an offense seeks love, but he who repeats or gossips about a matter separates intimate friends. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and who and those who love it and indulge it will eat the fruits and bear the consequences of their words. And Proverbs twenty six verse twenty, for a lack of wood that fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer who gossips, contention quiets down. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty uh, powerful stuff there that we see. You know, the, the the fruit of all these things sh- should we choose? And you and I make decisions every day. We we make choices that will frame how our days go, how our interactions with other people will go. But you know, and and the fruit of that can be damaged relationships, you know, destroying trust or un or untruths that are told. We can see divisions caused both. Uh, in the lives of people around us and, and in, and in our fellowship or our workplace or wherever we may be. And there's people's, you know, mental and physical well-being can be affected. And I particularly like Proverbs 18 where it says, Oh, I've got a bit of a breeze. That's fantastic. Sorry. I get easily distracted. Um, there it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, right? Not just, not just for, for those that we come into, in, into contact with, but, but for ourselves, you know. You know, sort of we talk about living and, living and dying by the sword, and it's like that when we speak, you know. We, we, we can live and we can die by, by the things that we've said. You know, our reputations can be affected. The way in which people view us can be affected. You can, you can begin to look at yourself a certain way, but because the manner in which we hold ourselves, sometimes, we can start to be portrayed away a way that we that we wouldn't. I remember, I remember when I came to the Lord, um, or just before I came to the Lord, and I'd mucked up pretty heavily on a, on a, on a night out on a drink. And maybe while I'm speaking, we'll go to Matthew 12. And I woke up the next day. I had no recollection of of, of the evening or anything that I'd done. Um, I was I sort of woke up and I saw myself, and I was in pretty pretty horrendous condition. But I got a phone call and it said that I'd I'd been involved in a in a pretty heavy fight, and I'd, I'd heard a bloke pretty bad, and I had no recollection of it. And I remember, sort of, you know, I got off the phone to the guy that rang me and spoke to me, and and I looked in the mirror, and I just I remember bawling my eyes out. I just looked at who I was, and I was looking at who I was, and just 
realized that, you know, that I wasn't the person that I wanted to be, that, you know, the mistakes that I was making were escalating and escalating. And, and, and it doesn't matter the situation we find ourselves in. Normally it starts by what comes out of our mouth, you know, and, and the outcome, you know, the outcome can be very different than, than the beginning of the story. But we read in, in, in Matthew chapter 12 and, and verse 33. And we'll go down to verse 37. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruits. O generation of vipers, how can can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. And this is Jesus, you know, talking to the you know, to the scribes and the Pharisees and, and whatnot. A good man out of a good measure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every every idle word that a man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. You know? What a what what an amazing an amazing warning that Jesus himself delivers, you know, to the scribes, the Pharisees, you know, the, the important people of, of the time of the time he was ministering but that you and I can take to heart and, and to, to look at as ourself, you know, that the word of God is something that's not just here to encourage us. It's not just here to uplift us, but it's here to be, to be a mirror. And sometimes when you look in the mirror, you don't, you don't like what's looking back at you. But the good news is, is that we can change it. The good news is we can, you know, we can pause, we can reflect and we can, we can, we can sort of move into a judgment of ourself and, and look at, you know, are we, are we where we want to be? Are we speaking the things you know, that, that, that we want to speak. Right? We can, we can cast judgment against our own words, the good, the bad, and everything in between. You know, and, and I got thinking there that, you know, it talks about that, that, that a good man out of a good measure of his heart springs forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil measure of bringeth forth evil things. So for you and I, you know, Jesus isn't, Jesus is sitting there and, and allowing them to make their own choice about what they would do. And, and for you and I every day as we make decisions, you know, there's a, there's a time where we, we, we have to decide every day, you know, how, how, how will we glorify the Lord in our bodies? You know? How will we glorify God in our conversation? And, and likewise, recognizing when we need to check ourselves, you know, when we need, when we need to look at, you know, the idle words that we speak out, we speak out into the ether. You know, what what are we what are we saying? You know, what does God want us to do? Because He doesn't want us to be filled with our own self righteousness. He doesn't want us to be puffing ourselves ourselves up. He doesn't want us to be living in you know in the glory of Brendan or the glory of whatever your name is. Because it's not a pleasant place to be. You know, too much time in our own heads is, is is never a good place to live. You know, our mind is the devil's playground, and it's there where we will get tripped up the most. It's not. It's not the temptations of this world. It's not the, the things that, that this world has put in front of us to trip us up, but it's the things in our own mind that we allow, that we allow to stay there and to fester and to grow. You know, but what does God want us to do? Because he doesn't want us tearing ourselves down. He doesn't want us casting opinion on each other, you know, throwing our own thoughts, our own opinions out there as, as, as doctrine or anything else like that. We might go to Psalm 93, sorry, Psalm 96. And just in verse 3, we read, declare, de, uh, sorry, declare his glory among the heathen, 
his wonders among all people. In Isaiah 52 verse 7, we also read, How beautiful among the, upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace, that, bring, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publish salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. And in 1 John 1 verse 7, we read, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, that the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Right? And this is just, just a few of the, the verses here, and we can talk about you know, the encouragement we're given out of the Word of God to, to walk in the Spirit. You know, when we know that we walk in the Spirit, that we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We know that in Romans 8, at the end there, this chapter of, of, of walking in the Spirit versus the flesh, it talks about that what will separate us from the love of God, you know, the height and depth, you know, and, and so on and so on. You know, will any of these things separate you from the love of God? It says that nay, that nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. That the only thing that can separate you and I from the love of God is ourselves. That the only thing that can get get in the way of of our own conversation is is you and I. You know, that when we speak to each other, do we just want to have a dump of 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 what has happened in the week, or do we want to talk about the things that we've seen in our assembly, or or the the, the talk that we heard in our house meeting? Or, or the miracle that you saw when you were praying quietly, just you and you and God. You know, Michelle mentioned something in her testimony today that I hadn't even that I hadn't even heard before about. You know, that I knew she was working with some saints at work, but you know that when you're having a rough day, that you can go to each other and have a and have a little bit of prayer, and that's an encouraging thing to hear. That that in that in times where where you know where we're sort of slaves to this world that we can take time aside and that we can and we can quietly go and we can quietly seek the Lord for an answer you know that, that you and I no longer have to fight in the battle that we just have to allow ourselves to be present and allow the Lord to fight for us we'll go to Ephesians 4 you know while it's important for us to think before we speak to to watch about the things that we we'd speak out it's also really important for us that when we have an opportunity to speak, that we speak good things. You know, that we use our time, you know, wisely, that we, that we be prepared to speak wisely, you know, to be able to make sure that, you know, every opportunity, every opportunity we have, that we're able to use it to, to better further the kingdom of God. You know, that you and I, for wherever our situation, wherever we've come from, We've come from many varied backgrounds here, people that have been raised in goodly homes by their parents, like growing up in, in meetings like this, you know, look at the kids around us playing with their toys and then having an experience where Christ enters their life, where the Holy Ghost comes in and then they, there's this hope. Or people like myself that have come from, you know, horrible walks of life, you know, bad situations, but God has come in and, and has made all things new. You know, that God has, has dramatically changed people's, people's circumstances, either as children or later on, you know, the outcome of, of, of their, of their lives, you know, and that's our common bond here. You know, if the Holy, if the Holy Ghost doesn't dwell in this fellowship, I guarantee you the people will be here for a while, but one by one they'll walk out the door and eventually it will just be a building. You know, the, once the Holy Ghost leaves, you know, the, the people, the people will leave that common bond. That common bond will, 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 you know, it, it will no longer be there, and we will then go our separate ways. But we read, we read in Ephesians, just um, chapter four and verse and verse twenty nine. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, 
but that which is good to use for edifying, that you may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. You know, the, the, good, the good stuff there. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. You know, like we will live our lives and we will make mistakes, brothers and sisters. We will, we will say things, we will do things, you know, we, we will, we will let each other down. And sometimes, you know, I remember early on in my walk in the Lord, a, a brother in the Lord let me down and, and I reckon it hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I think it's because, you know, sometimes we hold each other to a higher pedestal because we're, we're sons and daughters of a living God. Sometimes we put ourselves, you know, up on the podium and think that we should, we should do no wrong. You know, but while we're on this earth, we are just a, you know, a bag of meat with some bones and organs and stuff in us. And that's, and that's who we are. And there will be times where just like your unsaved family, just like, you know, your, your neighbor, your neighbor who plays music at all hours of the night or has parties or whatever and you can't get to sleep, you know, that people will let you down. But it's important that we re- remember that, that, you know, that Christ will never let us down. And that when we let each other, when we let each other down, you know, forgiveness, let us not hold on to issues that have been there for, you know, for, for 30 years when little Johnny and, and little Joel got into a fight at the playground at camp and, and we haven't let it go. You know, let us cast aside all, all of the, all, all of the stuff that this world would have us hold on to. You know, let us, let us get rid of gossip and rumors, you know, and on all avenues that would tear, that would tear people down, both in, in, in the Lord and, 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 and out in the world. You know, let us be the light that Christ has called us to be, that we would shine bright, that, that we would be a beacon of hope in this, in this sad world that, you know, as, as this girl that, that I, you know, I went, I was talking to last night where she talked about the anxiety, the anxiety and the, and the, the stress that she felt about coming to this graduation. You know, let us be people that pe- that they can put their hope in, that they can see that there's something different so that when, when the, the issues of life come up, that, that we're there, you know, to be tender-hearted, to forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us, you know, and even, even as you read on to Ephesians five, it talks about then walk, walking on in love. You know, the Bible also tells us that that every good and every perfect gift is is from above, and and God's creation is perfect. You know, when 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 God when God breathed life into Adam and and, and made him a man, you know. He, you know, at that point, God, God, man was made perfect, and it was only when man made a decision themselves that they then that they then fell and and removed them removed themselves from God's grace. And and you think about that in a workplace or the church or whatever, you can have you can have guidelines and directions, instruction manuals, and all this sort of stuff, and it's perfect until you add people to the mix. You know, we are we are really we are a broken species. And wherever possible, we need to be able to rely on each other. And sometimes that comes in the darkness of the night where, where nobody, where nobody knows and you're, call, and you're calling out and, and the Lord puts somebody there. Or other times it's in a gathering like this. You know, let us have the confidence and faith to rely on each other that there be no judgment, that, it, that they're just, that we just live as we would with the grace of God. You know, that, that we lean on the Spirit, we lean on the Holy Ghost to guide us, to direct us, to declare the glory, you know, which the Bible talks about that would be revealed in us 
You know, let, let our evil communication be removed from our mouth. Let us focus on, on building one another up. You know, let us focus on, on, on raising everyone up. You know, our, our goal should be, and everyone in this room, it doesn't matter, you know, how lowly maybe you think of yourself, but our goal should be that, that, that as many people as possible would rise to see the Lord in the air when he returns. That as many, that we, whatever we can do, to, to assist people to enter the kingdom of God, that that should be all of our goals as we continue to walk in the Lord, that we help as many people into the kingdom of God. You know, families, friends, neighbours, the person over the other side of the hall that you've never spoken to and never met in your life. You know, let us always be there, brothers and sisters. Let us lay down our life as, as, as Christ would have us to. Can I just say amen there? 